Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people where you know the deal. Karens think they rule the world. And they can have or do whatever the heck they want. And in this episode, Opie's friend demands that she give away her baby so they can continue being friends. Like the audacity of some people. I hope you enjoyed today's stories. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And remember, you can always send your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So I co-manage a pub in Scotland. And we've been back to work for a good while now. Usually, it's 50-50 split of the responsibilities, but my co-manager's mom recently passed away. So naturally, I've taken on most of the day-to-day stuff. I've been working like 15 days straight, doing opening, closing, split shifts, you name it, while also taking care of my 3-year-old and managing the house. So after day 16, I was absolutely knackered. I closed up and went for the bus. On this day, it was raining, and when it rains, there's a lot of snails and slugs on the pavement, so I was moving side to side to avoid stepping on them. And I guess I can see why the woman assumed what she did. So enter the entitled Karen. I was nearly at the bus stop, when out of nowhere, someone shoves me onto the road, and a taxi nearly hit me. If the driver hadn't swerved, I would have been brown bread. Out of nowhere, Karen screams, You drunks should be ashamed of yourselves. At that point, I was high on adrenaline, and I instantly yelled back, Lady, what the F is wrong with you? The woman continued to berate me, telling me how alcoholics are so useless to society, and how we should do the world a favor and just die. I was ready to curse her out, but at that point, my bus came. So I got on the bus, gave her both the middle fingers, and this was about a week ago, and it still angers me when I think of it. Yeah, so if I was OP, I would have called the police on that psycho Karen and had her arrested because she just attempted freaking murder, right? Like, if that woman's just walking around, just body checking people into oncoming traffic, I mean, I'm sorry, body checking drunks into traffic, that woman needs to be locked up behind bars because one day, some unlucky person might actually get pancaked. And this person comments, I gotta be real, if someone shoved me into traffic nearly killing me and doing so under false assumptions, I would have to fight them. I don't care if it's an 80-year-old grandma, all bets are off when you risk my life. And I'm not trying to be an internet tough guy either, I'm basically a pacifist and I haven't been involved in a fight in a decade. But this was far beyond anything that's ever happened to me, and I feel violence can be justified in this specific scenario. So guys, let me know what you do if you were in OP shoes. Are you getting on that bus, or are you going to do like this person said, and just turn around and start swinging? Okay, so growing up, my mom told me that she was raising me to be the best child, because she knew I would achieve more. My mom was harsher on my grades, my sports, academic clubs, looks, and personal life than my little brother. And I will admit, I grew up hating my little brother for all the freedom he had. While I was always isolated, I was always grounded when I didn't meet standards, and I was working multiple jobs to not only save up for college, but to help pay the family bills. Growing up, my mom told me what my career goal was, what person I should marry, and how she'll move in with me after I buy a house. 
The reason being was to raise my kids and for me to take care of her. Now growing up, I hated being poor. My mom was the type to blow money on designer stuff while we slept in hotels and cars at one point. All I wanted was a house growing up. A nice small house for us. If I dated someone my mom didn't approve of, she would do everything to sabotage the relationship. Well, I went to law school and that's when I met my now current boyfriend. You know when they say that when you know, you know? Gosh, did we know right away. My boyfriend moved in with me after three days and we've not been away from each other since. I love his family and they also love me. My boyfriend was raised upper middle class and he has an amazing set of parents. He was also top of the law school and he felt just too perfect for me. But guess what? My mom disagreed. My mom did not like him one bit. Because anytime she would lie and say something to make herself look smart, he would call her out and say, nope, you're wrong. My boyfriend would also provide facts and even showed her sources and oh my mom hates to be proven wrong. I told my boyfriend how my mother raised me and what she expects from me growing up. Well, he wasn't having any of that. He said she would be lucky to even know her grandchildren. My mom started to see her plans unraveling with my new boyfriend and she tried to break us up multiple times. When she started making fun of his parents, he drew the line. He called her out and said that we were done with her and the panic was real for my mom in this moment. I was her meal ticket. It was at that point my mom demanded that I make a choice. She literally made me choose between her, my own mother, or a man that I was dating for a year. And I chose my boyfriend. We've been together for almost three years. I dropped out of law school and I work remotely at an amazing job. My boyfriend, on the other hand, graduated and he was hired immediately. Our income is way above what I could ever dream of and sometimes I cry at night for how blessed I feel. Growing up, I always begged to have a home that I could call my own and now we may have a home together in a few years. My mom will still send threats and make up excuses to try to contact me in order to get back in my life. We have a plan to get married soon and we know we'll have to keep it really quiet because my mom's either going to call a threat or try to show up to my wedding. So yeah, the post ends right there guys, but all I can say is OP's mom did this to herself. Instead of raising a child, she decided to raise a potential meal ticket and servant and her foolishness put her right where she is and she 100% deserves it. And you guys know how much I love a happy ending where OP gets everything they deserve and more, right? Time to live your best life, OP. Okay, so I sustained very bad injuries to my face this month. I'm in the stage of healing where the scar tissue has formed, but it's still very tender, new skin. I'm going to have very obvious facial scarring for the rest of my life. The injury starts about an inch above my hairline, and it goes down over my brow so that no hair will grow. It then continues down my cheek where it's the deepest, and I'll probably have an indentation in the fullest part of my cheek. Then it continues to my jawline. Now, in some ways, it's okay. I'm just happy it's cosmetic damage. My friends are super reassuring, telling me how badass and sick it's gonna look. They say that I'm as hot as ever, and now even a little more sexy and mysterious. But in some ways, it really sucks. Like, I know I'm always gonna be seen first as the girl with the scar. And it feels especially bad when people look at me differently. So this week, I had to fly home for a family thing. It was a plan I'd made long before my injury. I wasn't really looking forward to the pity of people making a big deal out of it because I'd rather it not be acknowledged. I also met with my dermatologist, who said that I was at that stage of scar tissue formation that I should no longer be dressing the wound. The skin was healing, and instead, I needed to be applying topical cream and Vaseline to keep the site clean and moist. 
I also want to note that it does look a little bit ugly. The scar tissue is very red and tender, and with Vaseline over it, it looks slick and shiny. So I get on the flight. I have the window seats, and I put my headphones on and drift off to sleep when the plane is still boarding. I wake up to this kid, who's maybe 4 years old sitting next to me, throwing a tantrum. I didn't catch the first part of it, and honestly, I couldn't understand what he was yelling about. His father then taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, can you cover up that injury? My son doesn't need to look at that. I tell him that my dermatologist recommends I don't, so no, I don't think I will cover it up. He then starts snapping at me saying, There's no need to be so rude. That injury is so graphic and it's scaring my son. At that I lay into him, I tell him, this is my face, it's the only damn face I've got, and it sucks being told that I'm so ugly that I can't show my goddamn face in public. At that, the man starts to backtrack saying, cover it up just until it's healed. And I said, it'll always be with me. Maybe learn some effing compassion and respect instead of telling a girl half your damn age what you think about her face. That's so rude. After I said that, the guy actually got up and went to ask a flight attendant about a seat change. Because after that, a young couple came and sat next to me instead. Now I've got to admit, I felt so low at that point that I just put my sunglasses on and I had a quiet cry for a few minutes. So am I the a-hole for not covering my healing scar and being confrontational about it? Yeah, definitely not the a-hole, 100%. And what that guy did was incredibly rude. Like, dude, no one's asking for a severe face injury with permanent and long-lasting scarring, right? Like, OP already said that she feels so insecure and bad for having a scar. And to encounter a man like that who makes her feel even worse about it is just terrible. Like, way to go, dad. Way to teach your son to be afraid of people who look different. So I'm a 27-year-old woman, and I have a black horse. The color is important for later. My horse is named Ebony, and I have her at a boarding stable where I used to get riding lessons before getting my own horse. For some reason, though, horses do tend to attract entitled people, though. And this wasn't my first encounter with them here. Here's the cast. It was me, the entitled mom, who I'll call Barnwich, the entitled daughter, who I'll call Barn Goblin, and my old trainer, who still works there. I had my horse tied up in a station where you have room to groom them and be able to tack them up. I was brushing her down when the barn goblin showed up, wanting to pet Ebony. I told her not to pet her since I didn't know this kid, and it's not a good idea to go near strange horses with the risk of being kicked, since the horses can kill if they kick. Out of nowhere, barn goblin screams, Mommy, she won't let me pet the black horse. And that's when her mom, the barn witch, shows up. She huffs, Lady, I have a kid, and she wants to pet your horse, so let her. I tell her, no, it's not a good idea to pet strange horses, since they can be skittish. She could get hurt. The mom replies, Barn Goblin wants yours though. She only likes black horses, and the trainer only lets her ride a white horse. I tell her, I'm sorry, but this isn't his horse. This is my horse, and that horse the trainer brought out is better with new people. Others aren't. I tell her that trying to stay calm. Right then and there, we heard Barn Goblin scream and her hand was bleeding. She tried to pet my old trainer's new horse, since she was the only other black horse there. Now, this horse didn't like strangers at all, resulting in Barn Goblin getting bit pretty hard. At that point, my old trainer comes out to see what's going on. And I will say that he's someone you don't want to mess with. After I explained what happened and what's going on, my old trainer snapped at them, telling them to leave and to find another place to ride. Since not only did this kid get bit for not listening, but she was yanking on and using spurs on his other horse, which wasn't allowed. 
I just smirked when Barnwitch and Goblin were kicked out, never to be seen again. Guys, when I was reading this post, I thought for sure Karen's daughter was gonna get kicked by the horse, but almost losing her fingers is just as bad. Like, it amazes me how many people don't heed other people's warnings. Like, yeah, don't listen to the person who owns the horse and knows how it reacts around strangers. Let's just find out ourselves. So I saw in my last post that several of you were asking for more entitled parent stories. So I shall grant your request. Since where I am, they're very common, sadly. Here's the cast of this story. It's me, Rocket, the horse that bit the kid in the last story, Trail Witch, the entitled mom, and Sugar Plum their nice daughter, and their German Shepherd dog. I recently bought Rocket from my old trainer, since I was one of the only people who could approach her without her trying to bite or kick, and was currently riding her at a public trail near the barn that allows horses on it. The trail led to a grassy clearing where I was headed to tie Rocket up and let her graze for a bit. So not long after tying her up though, an off-leash German Shepherd comes at her and starts nipping and barking at her. Rocket was clearly nervous and tried biting back. I started walking over and tried to pull the dog away before Rocket could try to kick it, when all of a sudden I hear the call of a trail witch. The woman screams, Hey, what do you think you're doing? That's my dog! Stop touching my dog! The woman just snaps at me. So at that, I turn at her, and the woman was with her daughter, who was a teenager, the sugar plum. She was clearly embarrassed by her mom. I tell the woman, Hey, your dog is making my horse nervous. She could kick or bite him, which could hurt or even kill him. I told her that remaining as calm as possible, and the woman says, Listen, my dog can do whatever the heck he wants. At this point, her daughter chimes in and says, Mom, she's just looking out for his safety. We should really put him back on the leash. And the mom looks at her and says, No, this is a dog park. Therefore, our dog can do what he wants. I tell her, Lady, it's not a dog park. It's a public trail, one of which I know you're not allowed to have dogs off leash. I brought that up hoping that would do it, but I was very, very wrong. The woman says, shut up. If he wants to play with your horse, then let him. It was at that point I heard Rocket kick out, and the dog started to whimper. When I turned around, I saw Rocket had kicked out as a warning to go away. She didn't hit the dog, but it was enough to get him to back off. And I say to the woman, I told you, she didn't like that. Before the trail witch could speak up, Sugar Plum clipped back on the dog, gesturing to just leave. I was ready to leave myself, so I untied Rocket and got back on, leaving on the trail. The trail witch was screaming more things at me, but I didn't hear what. Nor was I really listening anymore. Anyways, I just continued with the ride. All I can say is I'm glad the horse didn't kick the dog, guys, because I would have been so upset if that German Shepherd got hurt due to that woman's carelessness. I was 20 years old at the time, and I met this entitled Karen who was 23 years old, at a tavern that I used to waitress at. We were both waitresses, and we hit it off pretty fast. I was a little naive though, and I trusted her despite being warned more than once by different people that she was bad news. In my defense, my father died soon after I met her, and I was desperately needing a friend. Now, there were all sorts of red flags, and I did all the dumb stuff that you're not supposed to with people. I loaned her money, I loaned her my car, and I went far out of my way for her more than once. And it's clear to me now that she never actually appreciated me as a person. I was her walking taxi, her car, and her bank loan service. Another thing I did is I very stupidly put her on my phone plan after she complained about not having a working phone and that bit me in the ass a little ways down the line. I did it right before the plague hit, and she decided that waitressing was just too stressful for her, so she quit with no savings and no job lined up. 
That meant that I had to pay Anitsam of about $600 for her iPhone, and watch, in order to keep my plan from being cut. So that's basically the summation of how I was a dumbass. Now, to the good part. I met my significant other at the same tavern. He was a cook. I was a waitress, we were good friends, and after about a year, we became more than that. We were both head over heels for each other, and we have an excellent, healthy relationship. It's one of those moments in life when you just know. So we happily entered into the best relationship of both of our lives. And I suppose my happiness must have physically pained this entitled bitch. At this point in time, it's a year or so after she and I met. I learned to cope with my father's sudden passing, and I was financially secure, genuinely enjoyed my jobs, loved my boyfriend, and I just didn't need her like I once did. I was about a week or so away from turning 22 at this point. My boyfriend was the more financially secure one at the time, due to some unrelated drama at the tavern that forced me to quit. But I had another job, and I was just starting a second one. By this point, we had moved in together, and although the money was tight for about a month, I secured another job, and those paychecks had just started rolling in. Now, of course, there was drama with her the night before. It was her birthday, and her boyfriend was taking her to a very high-end, pricey restaurant. Reservations were needed, and all that jazz. So I messaged him and asked him to keep quiet, so I might surprise her by showing up to the dinner that I previously told her that I couldn't go to. I asked him the name of the restaurant, so I could look up the menu prices and make sure it wouldn't financially be irresponsible of me to go, when we were just starting to be able to loosen our belts again. I also asked him not to tell her because I didn't want to make an empty promise and disappoint her if I had to bow out. Besides, we'd already made plans to celebrate her birthday together afterwards, and I'd already dropped some serious money on her birthday presents. Well, looking at the menu, I decided I couldn't go. To my annoyance, her idiot boyfriend went ahead and told her anyway. So when I messaged him to tell him that I wouldn't be able to make it, there was silence from the both of them. After he tried to get me to go and I declined, Now as a note, he never offered any help. He just asked me to reconsider. Now I certainly wasn't expecting any help because I decided that it would be an irresponsible move on my part. And my friend was just upset that I couldn't and wouldn't go. The next day, it occurred to me that I hadn't had my period in a suspiciously long time. And I'd been dealing with unexplained nausea for the past few days, so I took a pregnancy test. To my great surprise, it was positive. At that point, I was a jumbled mess of emotions. What was left of my family was really just a massive migraine on the best of days, and I knew there was no way that I'd ever be able to count on my mother's support. My boyfriend's family sends us their love and support when they can, but they live halfway across the country. We have one close friend who's an honest-to-God angel and a massive lifesaver, and in terms of people who are physically able to be there for us, she's our whole support system. At that point, I tried to call Karen, but she kept rejecting my calls. When she finally decided to speak to me after I texted her the news, she called me and made her birthday dinner into a huge ordeal. She told me that she was disappointed, and how could I do this to her, and why couldn't I have just borrowed money from her boyfriend to go? At that, I apologized. I told her that I couldn't really afford it. And of course, I'm not going to ask her boyfriend for money, because first of all, we weren't close like that. And secondly, I'm not going to borrow money that I can't afford in the first place. Karen, of course, had no concept of such financial responsibility. As at this point, she's borrowed over $1,000 from me, close to two actually. And she hasn't even paid me back the $600 for the phone bill. She refused to accept my apologies, and that's when the real nastiness began. She told me that I was too irresponsible to have a baby. That I was way too poor since I decided not to attend her dinner in the interest of saving money. 
and that of course abortion was absolutely not an option in her mind. According to her, the only thing I should do was carry my pregnancy to term and give up my baby for adoption. I was shocked. I'd been a little apprehensive at first when I got the positive results, but I knew that I wanted this baby. I was already on the path of financial security, and I was living with someone I loved more than I thought possible. We knew we wanted a family together, and we wanted this baby. When I told Karen this, she said I was being stupid, and that I could either give my baby up or lose her as a friend. And that moment was a sucker punch of clarity. I finally realized and accepted what everyone around me had been telling me the whole time. That girl was manipulative, selfish, greedy, self-centered, a scaly little snake. She was an entitled bitch, capital B. At that, I informed her that this was an incredibly easy decision to make. I told her that our friendship was over. I told her that I expected the $600 back that I loaned her, and she goes ballistic. First, she tried to claim that she didn't owe me anything, that her friendship was enough. And when I doubled down, she said that she shouldn't have to pay me because she allowed me to drive her car for a few days, and when I returned it, it smelled like cigarettes, and her door was apparently somehow damaged. It was at that point I laid out the stupidity of what she was saying, and threatened to take her to small claims court. When she heard that, she was too much of a coward to talk to me herself, so she sobbed to a co-worker, and pity-partied her into talking to me for her. I can only imagine the lies that Karen told her to help. Eventually, we agreed on $300 because I was just sick of her, and I wanted the whole ordeal done and over with. Well, guess what? She and her boyfriend wrote me a check for $250, and on the note line, she writes a snide little comment saying that it's for my poor baby. I debated hauling her ass to court, but at this point, I felt she was way more of a headache than the drama was worth, so I decided to cut my losses. I texted her coworker and warned her not to be stupid like me and advised her that she should be careful around her and should never lend her any money. She never responded, but with an absolutely astounding lack of self-awareness, Karen decided to break her silence and rage at me about how I shouldn't involve other people in our business. All I could do was laugh. I blocked her on every social media platform known to man, blocked her phone number, and basked in my newfound happiness of life without a soul-sucking leech attached to me. My significant other and I have since moved into a spacious home that we're very secure in, and our beautiful baby daughter was born last week. She was early, but perfectly healthy on Christmas Eve. I've never been happier or content in my life. We're very much still in love, and we've been discussing marriage. Our daughter is a happy, healthy nugget of pure joy. All in all, I look forward to life with my beautiful family, and I count my blessings every single day. Guys, I am so happy to hear that OP got away from that stupid leech. Like the nerve of that woman to give OP an ultimatum of choosing her or the baby. Like that was such an easy answer for OP for sure. Who the heck needs a toxic, soul-sucking leech in their life? And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you enjoyed the episode, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy, crazy Karen stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it was a two-hour-long compilation of Karens just getting arrested over and over and over again. The best stories of 2022. So if you guys missed it, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.